Hey guys, this is Richard Mullick from the P3 Radio Show. I want to say thank you for listening to this episode. We're going to get right to our intro with the commercial and everything you're used to. But first off, I want to say if you're a new listener, please go back and listen to some of our archives. We have a great interview with superstar Bill Dundee, where he talks about the Memphis Territory, an altercation he had with Macho Man Randy Savage, and some heat he might have had with The Undertaker. We've talked to many wrestlers such as Derek King, Spellbinder, Brian Christopher, Dangerous Danny Davis... Pete Gas, Headbanger Thrasher, and Mikey Whipwreck Part 1 if you want to go back one week. But please go back and listen to those episodes and like and comment. If wrestling's not your thing and you're more into wrestling podcasts, we have a great interview with Conrad Thompson. We also have an interview with two-time Olympic gold medalist and former Figure It Out show host Summer Sanders. We have an interview with former Super Bowl champion Jabari Greer. We also have an interview that we did on SiriusXM with Weird Medicine host Dr. Steve. It's all there in our archives. Please go and listen, subscribe, send us an email, tell us who you want to hear from next. We'll try to get them. We have no shame. You can call us at 731-300-6675, 731-300-6675. Leave us a voicemail or you can text that number. You can also send us an email to p3radio1 at gmail.com or you can follow us on Facebook at Pop Poncho or on Twitter at p3radio1. Now, before we get to our show, I'd like to also say that we do know that there is a little bit of audio difficulty here at the end of this episode. Something happened with our mics. We don't know. There was a slight buzzing sound. If I didn't point it out, you'd probably never notice. But if you do, sorry, we didn't want to interrupt Mikey and his stories to fix the audio equipment. We just wanted to let it roll. So if you can look past it and bear with us, we'll try not to let it happen again. That's all from me for right now for the intro to the intro. So now let's get to the real intro. But first, this commercial break. He speaks fluent Klingon, backwards. The best story he's ever told was to himself. Of the two women he slept with in his life, one fell asleep, the other thought he was someone else. Dogs take him for walks. He is the world's most semi-interesting man. I don't often smoke. But when I do, I only choose Vista Vapors. Visit them today at tinyurl.com slash p3vista. Keep it flavorful, my friends. Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Give a lesson. We're coming for you, baby. <laughs> that was my moment of I carried a watermelon. And if you're going to call me back tomorrow or whatever, I'll give you. You better believe I took my turn a little bit. <laughs> what? Cool story, bro. PG3 Radio. Nope. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, next up we have crying little blind children. Richard Mulligan. I don't know. Is this making any sense to anybody out there? It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulligan, joined by my co-host via phone, via, 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 via phone, Josh Briley. Say hey, Josh. So, I mean, are we still going to talk about you getting me out before uh, tomorrow, <laughs> or am I going to have to still be sitting in here all weekend? Uh, I mean, I mean, you do it, man. If you, you were my be- real friend, if you were my real best friend, you'd be sitting in here with me right now. <laughs> well, what happened, ladies and gentlemen, was we realized we didn't have an intro for part two and josh couldn't get out of the house you know house arrest memorial day weekend they kind of go hand in hand 
So we, we wanted to call him up and get an intro for this part two of the Mikey Whipwreck interview that we did. Josh, what do you want to tell him about this episode? Well, I'm going to tell you something about this episode and the last episode. The last episode, man, I think it's one of the biggest like uh, outreaches to us saying, hey, we really like that episode. You know, we really, really like that episode. And, you know, like I say, more so than any of the yeah. other episodes we've ever done, you know, just from me personally. Right. But, you know, I, I'm super excited because, to be honest with you, I can't remember a lot of what happened on part two. So I'm excited, like everybody else, just to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think step one is admitting you have a problem. But anyways, uh, no, that's it's <laughs> tired great. boys. Lots yeah. tired boys. Yeah, <laughs> lots of tired. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this was one of the best rated episodes was last week, and we don't get true numbers on our podcast from iTunes, but we did get a lot of numbers from SoundCloud, and they were some of the highest and quickest numbers we've got. So. Thanks again for listening to that. Part two is coming up after this commercial break. Josh, who are we listening to today? Let's go with Score Big. Score Big is the leading online marketplace for tickets to sports, concerts, theater, and family events. Score Big allows you to purchase last-minute tickets to sold-out events. Also, the latest on sales of popular artists, teams, and productions. They'll get you in. They safeguard your transaction with a 100% money-back guarantee under a secure checkout with interactive seat maps to guide your purchase. And whether it's an Atlanta Braves game, Metallica concert, or a WWE event, they've got you covered. Book your seats now at tinyurl.com slash p3events. That's tinyurl.com slash p3events. When you go shopping for wine, do you look at the labels? Do you stare at the price and wonder if the wine is worth the expensive tag? Well, stop it, because Wine of the Month Club has you covered. Every month, Wine of the Month Club is going to send you two bottles of high-quality wine right to your front door. And what better way to say I'm thinking of you than a subscription to the original Wine of the Month Club for a friend or a sweetheart. Each month they'll be reminded of your thoughtfulness and will receive the monthly wine letter and newsletter binder. Recipes, wine knowledge, and great wine, and the opportunity to get more of their favorites is at hand. Give with confidence and joy knowing that you're a part of the original Wine of the Month Club. By the way, there are no dues, no fees, no hidden charges. Cancel any time with no obligation. Just pay no more than $23.96 plus shipping for two great bottles of wine. Go there now. Sign up by visiting our link, tinyurl.com slash p3wine. That's tinyurl.com slash p3wine. The Wine of the Month Club, the original wine club since 1972. Welcome back to more P3 Radio. ECW's Massacre on 34th Street in December of 2000, you and Tajiri took on Super Crazy and Kid Cash. Uh, what a rip. In our area, we had lost ECW TV. It used to come on at like 1 in the morning, and then it moved to TNN, and then we couldn't find it. So this was the first time I remember seeing you in your new look since you had went from WCW. I remember right. in that match, two things stood out to me. The top rope whippersnapper and the one that went through the table. And then you right. taking that Hurricane Rana from the second rope to the floor through the table. Yeah. What, are your, what are your memories of that match? 
seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Davey calling the spot. And I go, yeah, I'll fuck, yeah, I'll fucking do it. No, you know, no big deal. So I remember he's up there, and I'm going, this is going to be a little awkward because I got to, he has to give me the, it, it was, because you're, you're at a weird angle. You know what right. I mean? It's like you're going into the right. building, you're kind of top guy on, on the on the ropes. On, on, no, half on the ropes and half on the, the turnbuckle. And I remember I got to take the Frankenstein, so I got I to gotta catch Davey on the way down. You know what I mean? Right. To make sure he kind of clears, so he's, I don't drop him straight on his head. And then I have to post enough and, and bump out enough to get through this table. I'm thinking, oh, this could fucking end badly. <laughs> but I remember, I remember take, doing it, going through the table. The table explodes. Right. Like, it, it, the table said, fuck you. Like, it wasn't even like a, a delay. And I remember laying there, and I remember my legs going numb, and I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, uh, uh, and the devil comes running over. He looks down at me and goes, ah, oh, Mikey. He goes, you're too fat to be doing things like that. <laughs> I'm like, Frank! Well, well, dude, that match still holds up to this day. I watched it the other day just preparing for this. And, man, right. that match still holds up. It was my favorite on the card. I was in high school at the time watching this, and it was my favorite on the card. I still watch it from time to time. It was a great match. I thought, I thought that bump was insane, by the way, but – um, also, if you ever talk to uh, Cash, I mean, we've been trying to get him on, and he, yeah, what? man, I'll do it. I'll be there next week, or I'll, yeah, just get, hit me up. And we haven't been able to get him on yet, so um, I do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Well, you know, I'll, you know, I'll call you, you next week. I get, I get all these, you know, these messages and stuff. Hey, come on, yeah, come on, you know. And it's like, oh fuck, I like today. I had one like. You guys, and then I told another guy at the same time, and going, I just do them both at once. Fuck it. <laughs> It'd be like those, uh, you know, when these uh, those movie stars, you know, when you hear them on the radio, right? You know, where it's like they they pre-record the answers to the questions, and then the the, the local radio DJ will read the question, right? And then just pipe in the the candidate response. That's what I should do. So, Go Mikey, like a... I hear you're dating Jennifer Aniston. How's that going? Sure, why well, not? Guys. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, I hear there's big things in Hollywood for you. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. yeah exactly. That's But I'm I'm terrible with that too. It's just like I don't do it on purpose. I've, I've had many concussions. So yeah, right. You would be Today surprised. I'm having, a good day. I'm having a very I'm having a very clear day mentally. You know, a lot of times you talk to me, I'll be like, uh, uh, but today it's pretty good. So. One of the craziest backstage stories I've ever heard, legit, was the one about James Mitchell almost blowing his fucking hand off. I mean, please, oh, yeah. please let our listeners in, the ones that don't know about this bizarre event. Ah, come with Papa Mikey and sit around the campfire, brother. <laughs> so, Mikey, I heard a guy blew his fucking hand off. Could you tell us about it? <laughs> So, so he had this little magician thing, right? Where it was it was little copper pipe with two AA batteries and a switch, a little little button. Right. And what would happen is you hit you hit the button, and it would let a filament inside the pipe, right? Which you would take flash paper. And you're supposed to use an eighth of a sheet of of flash paper. Mm-hmm. 
It'll come in like, you know, really regular like printer paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to be just one eighth of a sheet. You stick it in there, you hit the button, the little film lights the flash paper, and it makes like a, a little fireball gun. Right? Right. Which 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 he used a lot, which was it was very handy. Like we do the trio of spot with Mama Luke and we Vandy would come in the ring and shoot a fireball at his balls. <laughs> you know. But this but this is what he used because it was easier than holding your hand and throwing it. You know what I mean? Right. All he had to do was point and push the button. So he goes, Ah, oh, Mikey. I'm going to make a chic gimmick. And I go, okay. So he takes out this sheet of flash paper and doesn't rip it into, into an eighth. He takes the whole fucking thing and is trying to get in this, this little pipe, right? <laughs> well, it gets stuck and it won't go in. So he goes into his bag and he gets a toothbrush and he starts jamming the paper into the, into the pipe. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, well, not I guess, I know. As he jams the the toothbrush in there, his button, his finger hit the button. So he lit the, the filament and oh. set up the flash paper. But now because it was so tight and he had his toothbrush jammed in the other end, he made a mini pipe bomb. <laughs> and this thing fucking exploded. You hear, bam, and all I hear is, uh. in my ear, right? I look down and his hand is just pouring blood. It looked like somebody just turned on a faucet. It was just fucking pouring. Like, holy shit. So he, he kind of clamps his wrist together and puts his hand up, trying to keep the stop the blood. We run into the bathroom, right? So he put his hand under the sink, and it's just, it's just, there's blood everywhere. It's just, it's fucking nasty. We're looking into there. He stops, and he goes, ah, oh, Mikey. And like, very calm, right? You seem to have a bit of my finger hanging to the bridge of your nose. I turn around, look in the mirror above the sink, and I am just covered in blood. You know, you know the scene in Pulp Fiction, right? Where John Travolta starts shoots Marvin in the face and the right. back windshield. Oh no, I shot that, Marvin. I sure, that's exactly what it looked like. Like my face was just covered in blood and like bits of his finger and his hand. It was just like, oh. So yeah, he gets in the he gets in the you know he sits down and the devil comes. Uh, Hack comes in. He's like, yo, that's a great gimmick. He thought we were just fucking around. <laughs> no, as we always did. Dude, he thought we had some, like, prop hand and we're, like, pumping big blood out of it. Uh, it's like, oh, it looks so real. <laughs> like, okay, Hack. So when it, when it but, went off and you heard your ears ringing, did you have a Sandman flashback and it was like, it ain't me. It ain't me. <laughs> It's like, did he hit me with that cane in the back? Motherfucker. <laughs> I, heard, I heard clear clear water revival in the back of my head. <laughs> that is okay, so I'm assuming that, I'm assuming that's the worst injury you ever saw in wrestling. Uh well, it's not the best transit thing. Oh yeah. But but I think that this was worse because it was just like I was, it was up close and personal for me on this one, and it was just like nasty. Right. And he's dead, but so he, they take him. To, he, they take him to the ambulance, and the, and the best part about it, he tells me as I call him later after the pay per view, he goes, "You know, Mikey, what we were supposed to do was, I was going to hold it up between you and Tajiri's head and shoot the fireball between your heads and going, oh, that would have been fucking lovely." <laughs> Could you imagine if on the on the match he? Picks it up and his hand just blows off in the middle of you and touch your ear. 
Yeah. And then Sandman comes out. That's fucking great. That's fucking <laughs> great, Red Man. Oh my god. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Red guy, that's fucking tremendous. We gotta do it again next week. Where's my stick? Well, I mean, we're gonna I, I, re- knew, I knew he was gonna be fine because then when I talked to him, he goes, I go, how you feeling? He goes, oh, I'm on bed. Do me a favor. Bring me a beer and a Burger King cup. <laughs> Mikey, well, you've been around for a long time, man. What was one of the best ribs or the funniest road stories you saw, heard about, or witnessed while you were in the business? I remember. Here's a good one. So, Kurt Henning had been on the road for like three weeks, four weeks. And he's got a red eye back, and he's finally getting home. And he's sitting in first class, and he's ready to fall asleep uh, for the flight. And he's in first class. Well, the guy next to him recognizes him. Like, hey, you're here, Mr. Perfect. And Kurt's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Perfect, yeah. He's like, yeah, hey, look, man, you know, it's nice meeting you, but I, I really, I've been on the road for weeks. I just want to get some sleep. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So Kurt tries to fall asleep. Hey, so when you wrestle Bret Hart at SummerSlam, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Kurt tries to fall back asleep. So when you wrestled Hulk Hogan and you <laughs> you broke the belt up and smashed it with a hammer, it's like, yeah. So this guy is drinking wine and he just won't stop. And Kurt just wants to go to sleep. Right? So at some point, the guy gets up to go to the bathroom. Kurt looks, he knows. Kurt takes his, takes his finger, sticks his finger up his butt, and then takes his finger and wipes his finger around the guy's Wine glass. The guy comes back. Kurt acts like he's sleeping. So, of course, the guy starts pumping again. Hey, so, so well, you're well, you're perfect, and you you do your perfect flex. He's like, yeah, yeah. And the guy goes like he's going to pick up his drink, but every time he goes like he's going to take a drink of his wine, he starts talking again. So it's like a, a big tease, right? So right. finally, he goes. He finally drinks the wine. Tastes it. Taste the remnants of shit along the, the rim of the glass. <laughs> and he's it, it, like, do this. This wine tastes like shit. Can I have another glass? <laughs> That's awesome. You know, have you ever heard the Phil Hickerson story? I don't think so. Josh Josh does it better than me, but <laughs> it, all, it all circles around Tojo Yamamoto, right? And Tojo was very. This was in a different time, so well, right. there was homophobia it, abound. It was Tojo's homophobic beliefs or whatever, but it was so homophobic he he did a hot dog from the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but pretty much what had happened, like Phil Hickerson, he was teaming with Dennis Condry, and uh, Dennis Condry, he was trying to rib Tojo Yamamoto, and he said, uh, Phil. You know, Tojo, he's going to come back, you know, to the the locker room after he gets done with his match and, you know, kind of kneel down. He thinks we're kind of funny anyways because we got hearts and we got blonde hair. You know, he had hearts on his tights and all that. That was kind of the gimmick. And he said, just kind of feel, get get down on your knees and just act like you're sucking my dick or whatever. And, And Tojo will bust through the door and he'll think, oh, God, what the hell, you know. And he said, okay, let's do that. And he said, all right, 
you know, they had somebody queuing them in whenever the match was over, and Tojo would probably be walking back up or whatever. And as soon as they got the queue, <laughs> pretty much, Dennis looks at Phil. He was like, hey, open your mouth. Act like you're going, you know, you're sucking it or whatever. Like you're about to do it, yeah. <laughs> okay. And he hangs his mouth open or whatever. <laughs> as soon as Tojo walks through the door, Boom, he opens the door. Phil's looking at Tojo, kind of like, ha, ha, ha. He's got his mouth all open. Boom, Dennis shoves the bread right into the bread box. <laughs> he, oh. said, he, said, <laughs> he, said, he said, Phil's tongue felt like a cat's tongue or some kind like of shit. Like sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Phil, he jumps up and he tries to run and attack Dennis or whatever. And they run around the Louisville Gardens. You know, he, he's chasing him. And Phil didn't talk to Dennis for about three days. <laughs> three oh days? God, he left, let him off light. Yeah, um, let him off easy. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't talking to you to three days. Like it took, as long as it took for the Lord to come back to earth, <laughs> I am not going to talk to you. Um, we have a couple of listener-submitted questions that we, we put out to some of the people on our Twitter page and said that we're going to have you on. So we got a few questions here for you from the listeners. Uh, this question comes from a fan named Grayson Knowlton from Jackson, Tennessee, and he says, we've heard some stories of some of the other ECW wrestlers and how they wore other hats, like designing shirts, answering phones, booking towns, etc. When you were in ECW, did you wear any other hats while you were working there? Oh, shit. I would, I was working at the school. I would help uh, with the merchandise a little bit. Right. Help dad, dad like, you know, pick out designs, shit like that. I was head of the ring crew guys, so I'd make sure the guys, you know, got their money, which was fun at times. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, make sure they get their money, make sure the truck was there, taken care of, you know, everything was, with the ring was taken care of, you know, canvases were washed, shit like that. Um you know, help set up the buildings for the pay-per-views, you know, get pay-per-view banners, things like that. Uh, I was, I would help with the music guys for the music cues. Almost like an agent type. Type of guy, things like that. Cool. So, yeah, I did a little bit of, a little bit of everything. Help mail out catalogs. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few of those in my day. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Keaton asks... What are your thoughts on the way that you were treated slash booked in WCW? Well, we kind of talked about that already. Right. But uh, not good. They paid me well. I really can't complain about that part. Like I said, it was kind of like a paid vacation. You know, I got to go to good old Louisville. You know, it was just, you know, it was, was, you know, creatively it sucked. You know, I I debuted as a heel against Kidman. They want me as a baby face against Scotty Riggs who's now a heel with, like, a new gimmick. We have no issue, no story, no program, nothing, but we'll put him on pay-per-view. So it's just kind of like a weird wackiness. Hey, we'll put Mikey in the junkyard invitation of Battle Royal because he was an ECW guy, and that's what they did. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, when they had you, you know, whenever you signed your contract, talked to him, whatever, did they promise you anything, or was it just like, okay, you'll get this much per year, and uh, we'll move along? Yeah, I mean, they got, you know, we talked about money, you know, and then it was, you know, they, they ran some ideas by me, you know, 
where I'd be like the, the I said I wanted to be a fat cruiserweight. <laughs> you know, because you had, you had Ray and Kidman and Hoovy and all that, you know, the skinny with the abs and shit like that. Yeah. Right. I said, that's not me. I don't, I don't really wrestle that style. I mean, I can do it a little bit, you know, but I do more of like an ECW type of twist on things, like a hardcore light type of type of style. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't want to do the you know the the matches that Raven was doing with all the gimmicks and everything else, but I like a different. I would use my body and the ring as like a weapon, as opposed to the guys with high spots and flippy dippy things. Right. You know, so I just just do a little bit different, and they're like, "Oh, that'd be great," you know. And then you know, we'll, you know, some with Kidman, and then yada yada, and then just never. The Kidman part came through, you know, but it just never went anywhere anywhere from there. We got this question in as well. Uh, who was your favorite person to see in the locker room, and who was your favorite person to work in the ring if it wasn't the same person? Uh, favorite people to see? Uh, Jerry Lynn. Right. Uh, Lance Storm. We had, like, the fake click. It was Jerry, Lance, myself, and PJ. We were, like, the fake click. Where we, we, we pride ourselves on, on looking good but being very fake. Um, you know, so anytime working with any of those guys, it was really, it was really like a night off. Uh, like, Dudley was my big travel partner, so we, we traveled together all the time. Right. So, but yeah, pretty much them to jury after a while. You know, he's like my buddy. Yeah, you know, funny thing is, you mentioned Jerry Lynn there. Uh, I was working for Derek King in a corporation here in Tennessee. And Derek King had brought uh, Jerry Lynn in. And right. Jerry Lynn was one of the coolest guys. He dressed in the back. He didn't want his own locker room. He dressed in the back, talked to us like we were on a show with him for years, like we were complete yep. equals. And at the end of the night, he goes, who's going back to Jackson or going that way? And I go, well, I live in Jackson. You want to follow me? He's like, yeah, I'll follow you. So we're driving through the backwoods of Tennessee, like no street lights. We go through Nutbush, where Tina Turner's from. It's a miserable little, little city, man. If you've never been there, don't go. Uh, but we get to Jackson, and he tells me he's looking for a hotel. So I do this stupid thing where I'm like, this is a big star. He's going to want to stay in a Marriott or something. So I go, yeah. we leave the interstate, and we get on to the uh, bypass there in Jackson, and I go, hey, man, this is a great hotel right here. And he, he, he goes, man, um, I saw they had some rooms up there at that motel for 19 bucks. I think I'm going to turn around and go over there. <laughs> and I felt yeah, so bad. Jerry. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's awesome. But yeah. when Jerry and I get together, it's 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 like I just spent like four days with him down New Orleans the WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And it was just like fucking old times. He said to me, he goes, he sent me a text effort. He goes, oh, it was great hanging out. He goes, just like old times. Like, Jerry, it's like you and me get together. It's like Beavis and Butthead. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. We just laughed the whole time. Man, he, like I said, he was an awesome guy. You know, he was laughing at jokes. You know, usually when you're the young guy in a locker room, you're afraid to talk around the veterans and you don't want to make any mistakes. Right. You don't want to point out that Mr. Hughes has fell asleep. You don't want to do any of that. So, yeah. but man, he was one of those guys who was just like, what are y'all talking about? Oh, I like that. And joking around with us, man. I couldn't say more about how nice he was. Love to have him here. I just don't have a contact, but man, he's, he's awesome. We had another listener submitted question. Yeah, two more. Yeah. How do you feel about Paul Heyman as, 
you know, opposed to like when you worked for him and are your feelings the same about him present day? Cause I, this is the way I look at it. A lot of guys who got the same opportunities because of Paul who fucking shit all over him and everything else. Yeah. It's like, okay. Now, did the end of ECW go as well as it could have? No. Did everybody get their money? No. Was everybody kept in the loop? No. Were a lot of people be kept in the dark? Yes. But I look at it this way. Without Paul Heyman, I wouldn't be talking to you guys now. Right. 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 I wouldn't have had the life I've had. I wouldn't have, you know, the, the nice things I have. I wouldn't have had, you know, been to the places I've been. I wouldn't have, you know, I would have nothing. Right. You know, I'd be working at, at Kmart probably, uh, you know, or, or doing something else that would really be nowhere near as fun. Now, do I have a regular gig now? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I work in an IT department, you know, computer guy, you know, which, which is always entertaining because, I take my pro wrestling attitude and I apply it towards IT work and people. So it's a very always a very interesting, <laughs> non politically correct, very uh, expletive laced workspace. Yeah. Um, but you know, w- without Paul, I would have nothing, and I would just, like I said, wouldn't be talking to you guys. So I hope everything as far as you know, things I have, the money I was able to keep, the experience I've had, uh, thanks to Paul. So. Right. You know, I'll never say anything bad about the guy. You know, because really, we really think he wanted ECW end the way he did. No, right? Did he really want to go work for WWE? No. But you know, he had to do what he had to do too. Right. Correct. You know, if it, it, anybody, if it came push come to shove, either you're going to be okay and taken care of, and the people who work for you aren't, or they're not going to be okay, and you're also going to be in the ship. And destitute. Right. I mean, ultimately, you have to look out for yourself at, at some point. I mean, right. he kept that thing going as long as he could. You know, it just uh, it didn't work. Go so, ahead. just for clarification, are you blaming Paul for having to talk to us right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that Paul Heyman. I tell you what, man, this is our last question from a fan. It just said, how did you get along with Taz in the back? I heard sometimes he could be a little tough. Uh, did you have any problems with Taz, or was he one of your favorites to hang out with? I would see Taz six, sometimes seven days a week, because I worked in the school with him, and we do the school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we were on the road, usually Friday, Saturday, travel day on Sunday, back to school on Monday. So I saw him every day. He was very easy to get along with. Uh, working with him in the ring was very easy. The kid up on the head sucked. But, <laughs> you know, it was very easy. Like, he could never – he would get mad because he couldn't get mad and stay mad at me. Right. Because I was just, always just very, like, respectful, just very nice, and I'm just me. You know what I mean? So it's one of those, I can't fucking stay mad at you. I go, okay. And then he would get pissed that he couldn't stay mad at me. <laughs> and what, what, was, what, was, what was funny was my ex-girlfriend, my, my ex-wife now, uh, she would be friendly with Taz's wife, right? So if I wanted to take a couple of days off to the school to go somewhere, like, although we got to train classes, blah, 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 well, my girlfriend would 
talk to Kaz's wife. They go, oh, you know, I really wanted to go to you know, Ocean City, Maryland. You know, it would have been nice, but, you know, he's got to work to school. Well, they fucking, Kaz's wife would say, hey, you should give Mikey off this week because, you know, his ex wants, his, you know, his girlfriend wants to go to the, down to the beach. So I, we get to school and he goes, damn you. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, you can leave. I'll see you on Friday. I go, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, your girlfriend talked to my wife, and that's it. So now you're not going to be here this week. <laughs> but it was uh, funny stuff. That's awesome, man. Mikey, you got anything coming up, man? Any appearances or anything like that? Fuck, I have a shit ton coming up, which is very rare for me because I don't like leaving my house. <laughs> June 2nd, I'm up in Binghamton at some baseball stadium. I think uh, Jack Swagger's going to be on that show, too. And then June... Eighth, I'm in New Jersey for uh, Matt Tremont, his his uh, H2O company. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I think I took a week off, and I think that I'm down in Fort Myers, Florida, doing a a, uh, a seminar for my old students' uh, site there down at the, the crypt awesome. crypt wrestling or something. Yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Good Fort plug. Myers, Good that's plug. all I know. <laughs> well, but man, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it, guys. That's awesome, man. Well, like I said before, we appreciate you being on this long with us. You went way over an hour, and that is awesome, man. And that's not even counting the time that we cut for the four minutes that somebody had a temper temperature at your house. So everything's cool, man. We appreciate right. you being on with us. And uh, like uh, I said. Yeah, we, we didn't have to talk about the temper tantrum. I think they, they actually <laughs> went to bed. They're fucking rare things. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be honest. The temper tantrum was me that I had to do this interview. <laughs> My wife went, don't do it. You go back in there and you do it. Right. Right. You're just sitting there going, damn it, get Polly on the phone. This is all his fault. <laughs> My wife had a temper tantrum that I had to do interviews. Right. I'm right there with you, Mikey. (laughs) Well, man. I'm going to call Paul up. I go, thanks to you. I was on the phone for an hour and 15 fucking minutes (laughs) on a Wednesday night. Hey, give him our number, man. Yeah. uh, We'll talk to anybody, really. I mean, uh, who is that Chatham guy you wrestled in WCW? We'll talk to him, too. I think he's uh, well, we'll talk to his wife or whatever. Yeah, we'll talk to anybody, man. We're, we don't care. But, man, Mikey, thank you so much for being a part of P3 Radio. Once again, go check him out at his appearances and follow him on Twitter. Uh, I followed you on Twitter a couple weeks back, and I was like, the next day I was like, holy shit, I got a follow from Mikey Woodbreak. And yeah, man. Like, like I said, Mikey's really cool. Follow him on Twitter. Go to his appearances. Triple Crown ECW winner Mikey Whipwreck. I can't say that. Mikey Whipwreck. <laughs> I can't say, I've been talking that name for 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, go and see him. He's an awesome dude. Thank you once again for being a part of P3 Radio. Guys, my pleasure. Have yourself a lovely evening. Florida Ticket Station. Your one-stop shop for discounted tickets on all of Orlando's best theme parks. Orlando. All of Orlando's local attractions. Orlando. All of Orlando's events. Fucking Orlando. All of Orlando's local attractions. And so much more. They offer affordable tickets to Disney World. Mickey Mouse. Universal Studios. SeaWorld, Legoland, Everything is awesome. Bush Gardens, I don't know what that is. 
and so much more. But but seriously, Josh, they are licensed and insured with the state of Florida. Florida. So you can rest assured that your reservations are valid. <sighs> Summer's coming and vacation time's right around the corner. Round the corner. So go to tinyurl.com slash p3florida and book your Orlando vacation today. Today. tinyurl.com slash p3florida. Florida. P3 Florida. Well, the sound of that music means we've reached the end of part two with Mikey Whipwreck and the end of today's episode. Mikey was awesome. Josh, what did you think about today's episode? Man, actually, I'm kind of sad. That means, you know, we've come to an end with Mikey, but I'm sure we'll be communicating on Twitter and whatnot. He was extraordinarily ordinarily superly cool and I, I'm so thankful for him being you know going so long with us in the interview because I mean we had only planned just to maybe what 30 40 minutes yeah well we've got big things coming up on the horizon in the next couple weeks you're probably going to hear an interview we're going to do with Kid Cash we're going to try to interview him tomorrow and try to get him on the show Unless something happens, you're going to hear that interview within the next two weeks. And, Josh, anything else you want to add? No, man, I think we're about out of time anyway. But, dude, once again, we had a super cool guest, and I can't wait. We're going to have a whole lot more. Well, if they want to follow us on Twitter, where do they go? P3 Radio 1. If they want to follow us on Facebook? Search Pop Poncho in your search bar, and you're bound to see our picture. And if they want to give us a call or send us a text, where do they send that to? 731-300-6675. And, of course, you can send us an email at p3radio1 at gmail.com. That's going to about do it for us. For Josh Brawley, this is Richard Mulliken saying thank you so much for listening and good night.